We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Let's talk stocks, investing in more. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in you. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can call the show at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You talk about Walmart versus Amazon. There's something, there's a book that I read many, many years ago called The Death of Competition. I think it's a must read if you want to sharpen your brain as far as when it comes to business concepts and business ideas. I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm saying that I think it's important if you want to play the game to try to get something other than the investment books, how to beat Wall Street. You know, uh, 10 stocks in 10 days, $10 million. That's not what you, I'm not saying that's not what you really want. Um, but it's kind of the direction I want you to go. Um, on Stock Talk, I'm going to talk about stocks and sectors and investing and do everything that I can. So there's something that I want to get to pretty quickly, though, is some of the products that you need. Like I said, I don't think you need day trader tips. I don't think you need books on how to become a billionaire after your first millions. I think that's the kind of stuff that ultimately gets a lot of people in very big trouble. What you think you need is a lot of data and a lot of good concepts in your head. Um, I like the Wall Street Journal as a good start to a generic, big, broad-based, paintbrush approach towards money. I like the business section of the New York Times. I think that works quite well. Then I want you to start thinking, okay, if I'm going to become a good investor, and I'm going to talk stocks, I'm going to talk sectors, but first I want to talk some megatrends. And over the next 15 to 20 years, these trends are going to be so dominant that there's going to be a lot of money to be made in them. Trends can be things like the United States needs better infrastructure. We've heard Donald Trump say we need a trillion dollars for infrastructure. Now, that's not going to happen in the short term, but in the long term, I think it's kind of the right idea. So over the next 15 to 20 years, and when you have infrastructure, what do you need? You need things like Caterpillar. So you need things like John Deere. Um, you need some of the engineering firms out there. As far as portfolio plays goes, Consultant Advisor for Data Action and Stocks mentioned on the show. But over the next 15 to 20 years, continued giving from groups like the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is going to lift millions of people out of poverty. Now, I'm actually kind of sad that the Clinton Foundation got shut down because I used to know someone who worked in, in charitable logistics tied towards, <clears throat> tied towards disasters, so things like when Haiti would crop up or famine in Ethiopia. Uh, this group would go over there and help facilitate how Bill Gates' money and the Gates, found, uh, the Gates Foundation money and how the Clinton Foundation money got spent. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy and a lot of politics tied towards the Clinton Foundation and were they paying themselves as a sham company. I can tell you there was a lot of good being done from what I heard from someone who was in the trenches, so to speak. So anyhow, <clears throat> excuse me, anyhow and anyway, um, 
the Gates Foundation and the World Health Organization is giving a, they're going to lift millions of people out of poverty, and that's a big fifteen to twenty year trend. I think it's to the extent that the majority of the world's population will no longer be impoverished over the next twenty years. This new wealth is going to produce millions more empowered individuals that will have the means to add to local and national economies. There's a charitable group called the Heifer Foundation, which instead of giving food to a group, they give a cow to a group so that that group can now milk the cow. They give a goat to a group so that group can now make cheese from the goat. Now, of course, sometimes the poor goat's going to get slaughtered on day one, but it is what it is. There's a lot of good stuff going on out there. So because more empowered people are going to have greater access to lethal weapons and networks, which is a capability formerly the monopoly of states, um, but you're going to have the poor people becoming middle class, and you're going to have some middle class becoming kind of like dictators, a little bit too powerful. So we're going to see how that plays out, but it's a trend that you want to pay attention to. I think you're going to see something called the diffusion of power. That's the second big trend in the next 15 to 20 years, where developing countries in Asia are going to become more prominent world powers compared to North American and European nations. Now, I like China. I prefer India, but I like China. It doesn't knock China. It just means I prefer as an investor. China alone will probably have the largest economy, surpassing that of the United States in a few years, uh, before 2030 is the thought. In a tectonic shift, the health of the global economy increasingly will be linked to how well the developing world does. In a tectonic shift, the health of the global economy is increasingly going to be linked to how well the developing world does, more so than the traditional West. So you want to invest in some developing market indexes. In other words, having the most money or people won't necessarily keep a country powerful if others are more adept at staying connected to all the data and the resources. Next big major trend that I want to hit on is the demographic patterns. Now, a lot of this stuff you can find at census.org. If you want to do it yourself, I don't suggest that because I'm not talking about doing it yourself for two or three hours once a week. I'm talking about doing it yourself for 50 to 60 hours a week. But the demographic patterns is a combination that's being created of widespread aging, falling fertility, and urbanization, which will lead to a dramatically different world in 2030. With an expected 8.3 billion people, human civilization will be both older and much more focused on city life. Our infrastructure has to improve, but our level of innovation and output is going to slow down without younger workers, and that's going to be a bit of a problem. Aging countries are going to face an uphill battle in maintaining their living standards. Um, Again, with the aging of America, one of the best things we have, whether you like it or not, are immigrants, both legal and illegal who come here and work and contribute to our economy and do jobs that help us be one of the greatest countries in the world. Um, Because we're not making enough babies to fill those jobs. Um, It's entirely possible that within the next several decades, humanity will generate more urban construction than it has in the rest of history, in the next decade. Now, I look at that and I go, man, I've seen San Francisco change. I moved to the Bay Area over 15 years ago. And San Francisco is a quaint, big town. Now it's a stuffy, big town. The hometown that I chose to choose was literally a a sleepy town that went to bed at 9 o'clock. And now they've got at least six major um, construction projects going on for single-family apartments. And it's turning into more of a city than a town. 
And finally, the big trend that I want you to pay attention to is growing demand for food, water, and energy. There's a water ETF. There's two. There's an international one and a domestic one. Google water ETF. You'll find it. A growing middle class. And when you do that, you'll see 15 stocks that you may want to research individually. Or maybe you just go for the index. A growing middle class and gains and empowerment is going to lead the demand for food to rise by 35%, water by 40%, and energy by 50%. Wow. So that's growth. That's better than the 2 to 3% GDP growth we're getting here. Food's going to rise by 35%, water by 40%, and energy by 50%. Regions with extreme weather patterns like rain-soaked Singapore or muggy Mumbai are going to get more extreme due to the effects of climate change. Dry areas such as northern Africa and the U.S. southwest will feel the effects diminished of diminished precipitation, especially hard, and become more desertified. We will still have enough resources to avoid energy scarcity by 2030. However, the remaining resources, including fracking or renewable forms like solar and wind, um, we've yet to see how much we're going to have them jump up their game. So studying demographics and studying trends, number one concept to winning on Wall Street. You want better than market growth? You've got to find areas that are growing better than said market. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. This is Stock Talk with Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Who is Ella, Mariah, Lana Yellis, O'Connor? She'd be Lord. Singer-songwriter from New Zealand. Where sheep are sheep. Bah. You ever see the show Sean the Sheep? Awesome show. Anyhow, anyway, I'm not a millennial. I like alternative music that's college-oriented. This is probably as young as I skew in my music taste. I have no shame. I love Apple Music. Why do I like Apple Music instead of Spotify? Because I own shares of Apple. Does that not make sense to you? I own shares of Nike. Guess what shoes I buy? Nikes. I own shares of Boeing because I've got a nuclear weapon that I'm getting ready to launch. I own Lockheed Martin because I've got an F-18 strike fighter that's sending towards North Korea. Okay, now I'm embellishing a bit. Let's talk real estate. Let's talk Bay Area real estate. This week, or this month, or this year has not been the best for the press releases hitting the Bay Area. We have expensive real estate, but we also have some companies that are in the news. Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find him. He's my lender, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I promote him because I trust him. There's no money exchange. There's no kickback. I promote him because I trust him. Um, I've been asked to promote some people that I've made one mistake in 20 years that I wish I would never have done. It was horrific. But there's no one I will endorse. Um, I will only endorse people that I trust and and feel good about. So anyway, this week, um, there's an article that I recently read on BuzzFeed tied, There's Blood in the Water in Silicon Valley. And it's worth a read. There's Blood in the Water in Silicon Valley. And it talks about how the 99 percenters are angry over tech's growing power. And yesterday I highlighted, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, they're screwed. 
because I can go to the New York Times and it tells me what articles I should read. It points them out to me. I can go on Facebook and it points out what news I should read. I can go to Apple and it, it points out what road direction I should take the fastest roads. Um, oh, and by the way, along the way, look, there's a McDonald's in case you're hungry. With a Google, with a self-driving car, I can get in Google self-driving car and I could say, um, Google, best Mexican. And best Mexican might be open until 7 o'clock, but it's already 9 o'clock. And Google's algorithm knows that. So it's not going to recommend the best. It's going to recommend the best one that's open. And one of the reasons they do that is they send those cars driving around and they take pictures. And when you send a car driving around and take pictures, one of the things it's taking pictures of is the time that a place is open till. So Google can recommend stuff for me way better than ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox can. So if you don't think these guys have growing power, Amazon. I went skiing four or five times last year. I bought nothing from Amazon, but I searched for skiing stuff. And now I'm getting like, oh, you want the season pass? Oh, you want your skis waxed? I'm like, how do they know that? And it's these little things called cookies. And I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to assume that you have a brain. You would think like a Lincoln if you only had a brain. Um, but the tech companies are growing in power. And, you know, Facebook taking ads from Russians and influencing the election. It's got a lot of America pissed off. It doesn't have you pissed off, but you voted for Clinton. And that's how Trump got into office. I say it's better to get along with Russia than not. There's mounting antitrust concerns. Is anyone really going to compete with Apple? You know, Samsung does a nice job, but doesn't that kind of feel like Microsoft in the 80s and 90s? Who did a nice job next to them? I don't really remember. Wasn't there a company, Novell? Yeah, they had an operating system. Hmm, that's cute. Um, there's animus from the ad-dependent media companies. There's biased charges from right-wingers without a seat at the table in Silicon Valley. There's complaints, especially amongst Democrats, about Russian interference in the election on social media. There's efforts to reckon with gender discrimination and harassment at male-dominated engineering companies. There's accusation of fake news and clickbait all around. There's lawsuits from former Googlers talking about sexual discrimination and how women didn't get paid as much as men did. It is not a good time to be a tech company in the Bay Area. The press is against you. One of the founders of eBay tweeted in a cute and humorous way. He said, let's build a comprehensive database of highly personal targeted info and sell secret ads with zero public scrutiny. What can go wrong? And the backlash was horrific on the dude. It was sarcasm, which does not work on the Internet. And someone should warn him. So there's a lot of negatives going on. And you know what scares me? I own real estate smack dab in the middle of all those companies whether it be Google or Facebook or Alphabet or Amazon or uh, Apple. I own real estate, and these companies are now starting to become vilified on a lot of levels. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. What's been very, very good for me can cut back the other direction. I'm not, I'm not naive to that. Yeah, it, and a lot of people in the Bay Area are certainly aware of this. Um, the money that comes from companies like this has certainly f- fueled real estate, especially in Santa Clara and the peninsula. Um, and it can, it can, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall kind of um, theory can be used. But you are- there's just too many, there's too many companies here, too many jobs, too many healthcare companies, too, there's too many Stanfords, there's too many lawyers and doctors, and the, the incomes are there. I'm, I'm not worried about one, I'm worried about all, and I don't, I'm not sure what angle you're taking with 
you know, the, the scrutiny that the, the tech is getting right now, but um, we're looking at, it's not like it's a small, I lived in a small town in Massachusetts where GE was the only company there. And when it left, half the town became unemployed. Um, I'm not, and then real estate tanked for years, many, many years, and it still hasn't recovered. Um, what I'm I getting at, what I'm getting back is if you go back to Hershey, Pennsylvania, have you, have you ever heard of it? Of course. They make, a, they make a chocolate bar. He is one of the world's most famous bigots in the world. He set up his trust for his children, an orphanage. They could only have white kids. Mm. But he had a town that he put all the housing in. And if you wanted to work at the Hershey factory, you were basically rented from him. Once you were in, you couldn't get out. Same thing with the coal mining towns. The Bay Area is heavily dependent on the jobs of Facebook, Google, Apple, on some levels, Amazon. It used to be Microsoft. Now, again, you're right. We used to have um, Yahoo and Excite and Lycos. We used to have Web 1.0. And before that, we had uh, defense companies. So there's always going to be someone to fill the seat. But in Hershey, you can buy a house now for a song and a dance. In the coal mining towns, they'll give you money to move there. Detroit used to be an up-and-comer. Cleveland used to be an up-and-comer. Um, they used to, I mean, Cleveland was, was like the pearl of the United States. And now their rivers catch on fire, and no one wants to be in Cleveland. We're going to talk more real estate and cities that come and cities that go and some good ideas for cities. We have a big one coming up tied towards Amazon that's not yet developed yet. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So, Mr. Mendez, I'm Rob Black. I've been doing financials for 20 plus years. And one of the things I do is I review portfolios. And I can't believe how many portfolios have no diversification. Sometimes I see just crazy headline stocks. And I do a radio show and television show. And the headlines are always about Netflix, always about Amazon, always about Apple. Samsung's foreign base. You can't really buy that one with the ease. You could if you know how to, but most people don't. But it's all headlines. And, you know, Doing this for 20 years, I, you make mistakes, but you learn how not to make mistakes in the future and stay kind of clear of them. Um, there's a lot of industries that a lot of people are in that a friend of mine just started at um, a makeup company. And it, it makes me a little nervous because beforehand she was a realtor and beforehand she was a stay-at-home mom. Another friend of mine at one point in time um, she was a hot wife and then she became a masseuse and then she became a diet nutrition drink seller. And then she became a makeup seller and then she became a body cleanse seller. Um, and it just, it scares me because I, some people are like jumping in, you know, they corner you on Facebook or there's one that's, you know, you could do mortgages or you could do annuities and it's all, you know, sell it to your friends. That's basically what I'm getting at is the sell it to your friends scares the hell out of me. And it's kind of sad because there's no barrier to entry. And now she's a makeup expert. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, she was a real estate expert and there's not enough business in that to keep the money coming in. Uh, there's not enough transactions. Or she made enough money to start her own business. No, 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 no. And the person who did like the nutrition drinks, you know, you meet at a nutrition bar and drink them together and you talk about how to be healthy and then she's doing body cleanses and 
it just it scares me how often people change jobs and they're quote unquote an expert at and they want to give you advice and they want to sell you product um but like rodan and fields um amway um stella and dot there's so many of these companies that are you know you get 10 percent commissions and that kind of scares me um, especially when you start doing annuities and when you start doing mortgages and i remember at one point in time when i was just studying in california 15 years ago and i've been doing financial media for about 20 plus years now and uh, i had a good name and this one guy invites me he goes i want to pitch you on mortgages and i was like okay let's let's go see what this is all about and I think I drove down from to Fremont from San Francisco and he wanted to meet, he was a big Hawaiian guy. And he wanted to meet at a Hawaiian kind of restaurant. And, uh, it was like, he's like, yeah, so you get, you know, these access to mortgages and you're like, um, I'm like, what, well, let's see the rate sheet. And he's like, oh, I don't have a rate sheet. I'm like, what was your last rate? What was your last loan? I haven't done one. Still recruiting and finding people to sell. And he, he needed to find people to sell. So he didn't have to sell. And he's going to get commissions off all those people. There's a lot of stuff out there, and that's the scariest damn thing in the world. The one that's scary, like, I just, I don't like companies that have no barrier to entry. Like an LPL Financial, if you have a pulse, they'll hire you. Um, there's no accreditation. There's nothing. Can you sell this crappy mutual fund, like an American fund that has a 6% load? Can you sell this crappy product to people? Um, and they won't show you any of the crap side of it. They'll show you, like, look how great it is. You get to own great companies like Netflix and Amazon inside of a mutual fund. Well, there's thousands of products that cost 10 cents instead of $6 uh, per 100. And, you know, you get someone with $50,000, $100,000, you just made Christmas off yeah, that person. From the real estate angle, uh, mortgages, uh, the, the last 10 years have weeded out a lot of those types of schemes to, you know, to, I don't know, grassroots sales of, of mortgages through unlicensed, um, or they, or they pick up a license through a parent company and they, they basically just try to originate and throw the, you know, throw the commissions towards that salesperson. Those things have gone away and it's fortunate for us in the business because we're left with a much higher pool of quality, um, loan officers. With that said, there's still some out there that don't know what they're doing. Well, in 2000, there was a lot but, of transactions in mortgages. And I remember people reaching out to me. And like this guy, he reached out. He's not in, he's not doing mortgages anymore. So I do like how there's kind of a, a Darwinian. Yeah, the cleansing, as we cleansing. call it. Is it cleansing? Yeah, the cleansing. There, yeah, all, all the, the bad loan officers are going back to selling furniture as they were before. And I, I guess I should feel bad about this, this segment because I'm really basically slamming people who are just trying to make ends meet. <laughs> By selling makeup when last month they were selling real estate. So the way and that's that, scary to me, though. Yeah, the, the way that I, I look at something like that is you, you get into, a, a let's say, this realtor, for example, and, and she works for a company and the broker has some, some good marketing ideas and that are passed through there. You know, it doesn't matter what the name of the company is. And, and they learn something about networking. And then they go, you know what? I'm, I'm a good networker now. I learned a couple tricks of the trade about how to use YouTube and, and, and Facebook and and LinkedIn and and. I got this big group of people now. What if I try some, you know, I've always wanted to sell makeup or, you know, and, and you go and the other person who became a masseuse and did, and so on, you, you, you learn something from each job that you, you do and, and you carry it forward. Hopefully that's what they're doing and, and they're creating a, a better and happier environment for themselves and, and hopefully a future in a business that they can own and, and enjoy. Um, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was doing one thing to the next and it eventually led me into financing, um, and the schooling that I took, but 
it um, everybody's going to be a little bit different. And I don't think he slammed him too much. I think yeah. I think it's a reality that people have to do what they what they have to do. It, you know, you never know if that the person has a spouse that is working, and it allows them to do what they like to do. I just and, it just worries me mm-hmm. when. Okay, it's one thing to sell makeup that no one's going to ever use. I mean, you know, someone who got into Amway has a closet full of Amway. Three years later, the husband basically wants to divorce her because you own all this makeup that you're never going to be able to use or um, give away. Firsthand, I've seen that before. By the way. <laughs> that I know. Let me yeah. put it this way: I had about ten years of Christmas presents for everybody that I knew, at least the females. <laughs> and uh, I didn't do it. It was, it was my wife. I know. I know. And again, you know you did. she yeah. tried to help. She tried to contribute yeah. to the family. But I, it scares me when that person who's trying to help or contribute to the family is suddenly doing mortgages and annuities yeah. and investment products. And, you know, you did you see the movie with Will Smith where he's a homeless person. And he's got a kid and he suddenly wants to you know give investment advice. He shouldn't be giving investment advice. He's a homeless person. And yet the movie is like, look how great it is. He's turned his life around. And like, there's a moment where he dresses up and some guy's like, Hey, I think I've seen you panhandling on the street. And he's like, sir, can I interest you in a hundred thousand dollar investment in this mutual fund? It's got a 7.3% return. And like, you're a homeless person. You shouldn't be giving investment advice. Busted eardrums. <laughs> what? Am I the only person who sees that movie as irresponsible? I didn't see the movie. Or it's the whole concept. Oh, the whole concept, yeah. It's it's you know it's, it it's one thing to rub someone's back as a masseuse because you go through some sort of training. Well, it scares me that people give makeup advice because and there's a legitimate company behind that person that is pushing and pushing, pushing, recruiting, recruiting, and what they do is they throw a bunch of people against the wall. Five of them stick. Yep. Hundred people don't, and it doesn't cost them a dime for the people who don't because it's sales and commissions, and they end up with five good uh, salesmen that are you know are went from homeless to and this is one of those areas where there's the kind of the haves and have nots. And I, I think I'm speaking from a white, white privileged, white educated, college educated person's perspective of, I once was at a resort with a lovely, beautiful woman and it's 10 o'clock at night and we decided to have a drink at the bar and the, the wind outside's blowing all nice. And it's, it's very romantic. And then out of nowhere, some just obnoxious salespeople are having a party because their company's sending the top 10 salespeople to this resort, which isn't cheap. And because, you know, you've done over a million dollars of sales. I'm like, you've done a million dollars ripping people off, putting them into crap annuities. And I'm watching, I'm biting my tongue here and not trying to say the word that rhymes with ship. Crap annuities. Behave yourself. Um, because I don't want to see Mike yet again. Uh, I'm going to have him write on a note, the dirty word that, that I said. not appropriate behavior. <laughs> you, you can't even say it out loud to me. He has to slide it across the table. And then I have to sign something that says I'm bad and I'll never do it again. But I'm not doing that today. But the bad product and like in radio and television, the financial commercials, you need to be really careful. So like when you see the commercials about those bathtubs that, you know, old people can get into and they can come in and install in one day, they're making money hand over fist. If they're spending money on a television commercial, they're making money hand over fist on just if they get one bathtub that they can sell money hand over fist and it was a great product people would tell each other about it it's like when i'm up late at night and sometimes i have insomnia yeah, i got caught in that i was i was with my parents and my parents are in their 70s and i said hey wouldn't that that'd be a great thing for you guys to get wouldn't it it was a stand-up bathtub it, yeah it was one of the <laughs> door opens and they shots and they can kind of ease themselves but your it. dad's smart enough he'd go that's a great concept i'll go research it and do it myself right Darn but i got caught up in it you know it's God. i admit it wow 
you are no longer my friend. You need to reapply in 2018 because I'm learning things about you today. They're not coming up soon. Don't worry. Um, But like, there's another product where I just don't get why people don't. Do you remember Wade Cook? He was like, oh, back when I was a cab driver, I used to make more money like on short trips. If I can get people to go one block in Manhattan, it was better to get a hundred of those than to get one person to go a hundred miles. And he's like, same thing with stocks and same thing in investments. If I can get people to do a lot of transactions, the more transactions I do, the better. And like, you're, you're buying a commercial. You're spending a lot of money selling this simple concept that's not that simple. And you're trying to like get transactions off it. It worries me when people don't see that a commercial may not have your best interest or may simplify things that are very complex. Or that may need experts to look at a financial plan and estate plan and pull it all together for you. So I'm just multi-level marketing when it comes to annuities freaks me out. I wish our governors would do something about it, but they don't. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He doesn't do multi-level marketing. And he's mortgages get to know your situation, sells the right product to you. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. I'm not sure what that was, that sound, but it sounded kind of cool. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I want to help you create and build wealth into the future. Um, That's kind of important to me. I think it's a good business practice to think that way. So I want you to save 10% of your income at least, hopefully up to 15%, if not more. Um... I'm guilty of that at times that I wish I could have saved more. So I am guilty at times where people ask me for money that I, I lend them and I shouldn't and I never see it again. So my wealth plan shouldn't become your financial needs. My wealth plan should be create my wealth in my life and don't tap me to be your money machine or your ATM per se. So other ideas on the same kind of vein is, you know, quickly learn about banking and investing and saving and emergency funds. Um, I've been blessed in my life that I have a career that I get to learn every day more about creating wealth and preserving wealth and managing it. And I get to work with incredible people like CFP Chad Burton, who him and I don't always get along terribly well. In fact, at times it's contentious. Uh, but we always push each other to bring better ideas to the table of creating wealth and preserving wealth. And I like that about him enormously. Um, I've seen horrible things. I've seen people in divorce start mediating and it become just terribly nasty where there's $12 million on the table and they'll fight about $15,000. It's a shame. That's one of the pieces of advice I'll, I'll give you is try to get on the same page. You should have a wealth building plan that's yours and your spouse's. And when it starts becoming other people involved, you should be very cautious about that. Um, I don't do a lot of learning for entertainment. Um, I do a lot of learning to create more value. I think the key secret to success is not excessive expertise, but the ability to use it. Knowledge is worthless unless you apply it. And I see way too many people never apply the thoughts in their head. And then again, I see some people like Francisco and he knows who he is and other people that do a great job of saving and investing and saving even more 
and somehow still finding time to keep the spark in the relationship still going. I think that's difficult. So when you're investing, you know, some of your money into side projects, hopefully you're investing that money into vehicles that will generate more money. So I like calling it putting money into baby and then baby makes another baby. And so we have baby money on top of money. Um, I do think there's a time and place to lend money. I do think there's a time and place to, you know, bust the bank. But I think there's also a time and place to get ahead so you can take your foot off the accelerator at some point in time. So the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Uh, The best time to start investing was 20 years ago. So when you have money making money, that works well for you. And again, if you have nothing saved, if you're living in L.A. or you're living, you know, watching cable TV a lot or going to sporting events, um, you're not getting it. So I think you should shift your motivation from getting to giving. I try to give as much information as I can as possible. A lot of radio shows and TV shows in the financial world, they're trying to get you to give them money, get them to give you business, um, get you to give them business. And it's, it's transactional oriented. I think if you give people, you know, teach them how to fish, it has a much better payoff than just giving them a fish or giving them fish and charge them 10 bucks. Be very careful on the advice that you get out there. The world gives to givers and takes from takers. That's a phrase that pays in my opinion. Openly acknowledge how dependent you are on other people. I think we all need each other. I think we all need help. And uh, when it comes to painting a car, I don't know what to do. When it comes to investing, I do. When it comes to cooking, I'm pretty good if I have all day. I'm pretty horrible if I've got an hour and a half. I'm okay if I've got 15 minutes. My mother was the master of being able to pull stuff out of cabinets and putting together a meal. So learning that you're dependent on others to help and to guide and to grow is, I think, pretty powerful. So you want to create a win-win strategic partnership to achieve your goals. And I don't think enough people do that with their partners in life. And I think you can do 10 times your goals. I think you can do 100 times your goals if you're on the same page. If you're on a separate page, you're, you're heading for divorce. In a business, if you want to create a win-win situation, you've got to get on the same page. Otherwise, you're heading for underperformance. All failed companies are the same. They fail to escape competition, and sometimes they fail to escape each other. Most people are in a state of competition rather than collaboration. I think that's a very, very true statement. So competition is focused on the self. Um, It's also very low-level thinking. Because what you can do on your own is very limited. When you can collaborate, you can do much, much more. Um, you want to set your goals, and then you want to raise those goals. So if you want it one to two million for retirement, you know that's going to pay you forty, eighty thousand dollars a year. But then you have to keep your budget in line. You have to start thinking long term, and you got to think of what your metrics for success are going to be, and or not. Market yourself. I think that's pretty important. Uh, know what you know and get comfortable with it. Connect with people, persuade them, help them. So many people think marketing is nasty. I think it's just communication. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.